This weekend we're celebrating 50 years of Coventry Hospital Radio, but my next guest tops that since he's had an amazing broadcasting career in radio and television starting in the 1960s. Welcome, Stuart Linnell. Nigel, thank you very much indeed. Good to be with you. Thanks, Stuart. Um, thanks for joining us today. Um, you're known for your work with uh, Mercia Sound, BRMB, on TV, Midlands Today. What our listeners might not know, though, is you actually started your career at uh, Hospital Radio in Birmingham in the 1960s. I did indeed, yes. BHBN, Birmingham Hospital Broadcasting Network, which is also celebrating an anniversary this year, I think I might say. That's um, right. Or, or last year, possibly. Yes, BHBN was a, was a, a place I, I started. A burning ambition to be involved in radio. Um, my dad made me or bought me a crystal set. I'm not one of those people who put one together and made it myself, so I know much <laughs> did. Um, but he bought it for me, and I used to listen under the bedclothes, as it were, to Radio Luxembourg and the like. And I really got the, 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 the itch to want to be on radio myself, um, yeah. and the HBN gave me the first opportunity. Yeah. And what were the facilities like in those days, particularly in hospital radio? Well, it was... It was uh, in, to, to my young ears and eyes in those days, it was quite sophisticated. I'm sure these days it would be, they would be museum pieces, but um, <laughs> it was replicated really what I was to discover a few years on in, in the BBC local radio. Um, the studios looked very much like that. Um, the, the guys that were technically in charge were very adept at doing it. They themselves, I, I think, would probably have liked a professional radio career, or maybe not. Maybe for them it was just the hobby they wanted and that's all it was. But mm. Um, but yes, it, it was a, a very professionally run organisation, as I'm sure Coventry Hospital Radio is now. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> How did you make the transition from hospital radio to mainstream media then? Well, one of the pluses for me was that the studios those days of BHPN were in the bowels of one of the grandstands at the Edgbaston County Cricket Ground in Birmingham. Oh, wow. And I love cricket. Cricket's actually my first sporting love, always has been and always will be, I think, even though they're trying to ruin it between them, the authorities. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Quite agree. I, so I, used, I used to go and watch cricket matches at Edgbaston, but at the same time knowing that uh, under the stand was this radio studio, and I was as much involved in sport as I was in listener request programs, I did those too. And a guy called David Wigley was involved with in, in sport in those days at BHBN. He was effectively the station sports editor, I suppose. And um, he encouraged me to be involved with that. And we, we did cricket commentaries because we were at the county ground. And we, we, we did interviews and features on the local football teams. So I got very much involved with that. And David Wigley, alongside his work with BHBN, was also a football reporter for BBC Radio Birmingham when it oh, began. Right. Uh, in 1970, and um, he sort of introduced me to the sports editor there, a guy called Roger Moody, who would later become something very big and important at Sky later, mm-hmm. later in the years. Um, and so I, I became involved with the Radio Birmingham sports team, going in and uh, playing a very small part, making the tea to start with right. on the sports shows on a Saturday afternoon, graduating eventually to going out and reporting on matches. And the, I, I was working at the time, Nigel, for... Birmingham City Council. Oh, um, right. I, I'd left school, not very gr- bright uh, qualifications, I have to be honest. <laughs> my parents were a bit disappointed with me, but I was put in the direction of a career in local government, which I was told would be safe and secure, and would have been, I'm sure, had I stayed on board with that. Um, but radio was always my first love. Well, Stuart, g- given your experience at all levels of the media, what do you think the importance of hospital and community radio is amongst all this? 
You know, I, I honestly think it's never been more important because um, the, 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 the commercial radio stations, as Radio Hallam was, as Mercy and Sound was, have changed so much now. I mean, they're all part of big corporate organizations. Mm. They're, very, they're very good at what they do, mm. but they're no longer the local voice, the local radio station yes. at the heart of the community that they used to be. Yeah. Um, and I think they've left a bit of a void there. So as far as the local community radio stations are concerned, there's a great opportunity now for them, if they're clever and sensible, and most of them are. There are one or two across the country that aren't quite so clever, but in Coventry, mm. we have a very good bunch, actually. Mm. And there's a great opportunity for them to fill the void, I think, and serve their local communities in the various different ways they do, differently to the way Mercy has used to do it. They're not big businesses chasing the advertising revenue in quite the way mm. we used to, but I think they need the shackles taken off them by Ofcom to allow them to be a bit freer in how they operate. Yeah. And alongside that, you've got student radio. There's a very good station at the mm. University of Warwick. And you've got hospital radio like yourselves. It's fulfilling yeah. the absolutely yeah. fundamental and important need of communicating in all sorts of ways to the people that you that you serve. Can I ask you two, two final things? First one, what was your best media moment? Well, as a Coventry City supporter, I've got to say, 1987 comes very high on the list. Mm, yeah. um, it really was a tremendous day at Wembley, yeah. the day that Coventry City actually won the FA Cup and did so in a way that I think delighted all football fans, unless you happen to be a supporter of Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, they, they really did turn it on, and John yeah. Watson at the time described it as the best cup final ever, and I yeah. don't think he's far from, far from being true. No, I think that's right. I mean, I was lucky enough to be there that day, yeah. and I was sitting almost on the trajectory of Lloyd McGrath's cross, and it, <laughs> it wasn't a great cross, was it? And, and um, I think I was just about to groan when it hit Gary Mabbott's knee and went up in the air and backwards. And I could just see, I don't think Ray Clements is going to get this, you know. And, yeah, it, yeah. and sure enough, in it went. Absolutely. Um, we've, we've, we've got a lot to thank Gary Nabbitt's knee for, haven't we? We have indeed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, Stuart, what was your funniest media moment? Well, now, there's, there have been so many really amusing times um, over the years, I guess. Um, probably, actually, things that didn't happen on, on air quite so much. I remember right. the day, for example, that... Sasha Distel came to Coventry and right. I interviewed him on Mercia yeah. and, and his agent who was with him, they were due to go out into Pebble Mill for an interview afterwards, yeah. said um, we've got a bit of time to kill is there someone we can go and grab a bit of lunch right. I said I know exactly the place <laughs> and we went to Crovardis restaurant in Cowden right. where I knew that the lady um, the, the wife of the owner effectively was a huge huge Sasha Distel fan just one of those things you, I, I knew from conversation so we went in there and Giovanni the great Giovanni a lot of people will remember was the the, the head waiter yeah. and I said have you got room for us he said look Stuart look the yes, restaurant is yours they'll be here <laughs> so he, in his gracious Italian style he put us in a corner provided us with some spaghetti and a glass of wine it was yeah. well, a bottle of wine uh, yeah. it was lovely and he said I said is she here and knowing exactly who I was talking about. Yeah. And he said, no, 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 she's, um, she's out shopping. Oh. And I turned and looked outside, and it was pouring with rain. I said, she's shopping in this. He said, she'll be back soon. You'll, you'll hear her. <laughs> so we sat in the corner, and lo and behold, true as his word, the door opened, and she came in 
cussing and swearing at the top of her voice <laughs> because she got soaked through getting the shopping. And the shopping bags, she said, put these somewhere. She was swearing away at, at Giovanni, who was trying to go, shh, 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 shh. look who's in the corner. Look who's in the... What do you mean, look who's in the corner? She turned around and she saw me. Can I tell you, Stuart, what do you want about? No, 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 look who's in the corner. She turned around and then she saw the love of her life, the man of her dreams, her star, who dropped me in a poster on, on a bedroom wall for all I knew, yeah. Sasha Distel. She screamed, dropped the shopping bags, and ran over to us. And Sasha, being the immaculately charming, handsome, well-mannered Frenchman that he was, he stood in front of her with his huge smile, his crinkly, blue, bright blue eyes, and he looked down at her and said, how are you? And she said, I am absolutely frozen to death. She said, I'm wet through, and you're standing in front of me, the star of my life. And he said, he said, oh, and she laughed with her. And she said, you know, the last time I saw you, I was pregnant. And he looked at it and he said, oh, what did we have, Sherry? <laughs> <laughs> so it was one of those moments that didn't happen on air, but it was one of those magical moments. Oh, fantastic. And she'd waited for that opportunity and she probably she looks, absolutely, she absolutely. looks her worst she possibly yes. could when she, when it happened. Oh, dear. Oh. oh, that's great. Well, look, well, look, Stuart, many thanks uh, for joining us today and being part of our 50-year celebrations. Thank you, Nigel, very much indeed. Congratulations to Coventry Hospital Radio on the great work that you do and your anniversary, and long may it continue.